Fantasy Fam. So sorry that we did not do an episode last week. We have lives, and unfortunately, we just can't make it happen every... I mean, we, we obviously, we want to make it happen every single week, but it was just very unfortunate that we couldn't release an episode to you guys. So here we are, back after week six. Going to talk about some pretty big headlines, uh, some injuries, and then pretty much give a recap of every single game. Yeah. First, I'd like to start off by saying that way to go, Yankees. Keep it up. Incredible. Can't believe they won awesome. three in a row. Again, too bad it wasn't a best of five. Yeah, I'm I'm good without talking about the Yankees right now. So he's a Mets fan. I'm pro- I'm happy for you guys. I really am, but I'm actually not. I'm lying. But um, hey, good series so far. So I'll give them that. It's not over yet. We got no. Go it's not more. over yet at all. They got to keep going. Got to keep going. One more. One more. So to talk about probably the biggest injury, um, one of. This week, and if not probably the whole season, uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down, and it looked it looked very Tony Romo esque the way he landed oh. with that collarbone. Oh my God, looked awful. And then he was trying to complain about the guy who hit him. I don't know. I didn't think it was a dirty hit. It's a lot easier said than done. The guy really can't stop as he's running towards Aaron at full speed. So it's kind of. I, eh. I I I know it's not a dirty hit, but did he have to like grab him and bring him to the ground? Could he have just like pushed him? Maybe. I mean, that it's a tough situation to be in. I think running at full speed, they're such good athletes. Uh, I don't know. Could it have been avoided? Maybe. Yeah, I agree. Um, Anthony Barr's a good player. He's a pretty stand-up player, so I don't think it's anything more than what it was. Um, but also the fact that Rogers broke his clavicle just in thirteen. People kind of forget about that. So he did come back in the regular season, and um, he was at somewhat of a full strength. So to kind of write off his season and say that it's over completely right now in week six is a little bit drastic. He does, you know, he's not any younger than he was a few years ago. However, he could return to form pretty, pretty quickly. Um, I'm hoping for his sake and for the sake of the Green Bay Packers. So, yeah, they're done without him. I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Wish Brent Brent Hundley, Brent Hundley the, the the all the best, but I don't think he could do what Good Aaron does. Good luck. Good luck is right. <laughs> uh, another injury um, took him out for pretty much uh, almost the entire game. Uh, James is Winston may not be that serious, but he may not play in Buffalo. What do you What do you guys think? I, I'm not worried. Jameis has shown that he's actually a pretty pretty good workhorse. I mean, he doesn't you know break down too easily. Uh, since he entered the league, so if he misses a game right now or here and there, I'm not too worried. He's he's a you know he's a pretty strong guy. He's a big guy, so I have resilient. No, yeah, I have I have faith that he'll I have faith that he'll be back at some point over the next week or two. So. And if he's not, they got the guy from Harvard with the greatest beard ever, Ryan Fitzpatrick, bringing the team back from what they scored 27 points in the fourth quarter, almost only lost by five. So that was a, I think it gives hope to some of the skill players that that Ryan can still get it done. You know. We don't talk about Fitzmagic over here. All right, we don't talk. We don't talk about Fitzmagic. Fitzmagic. Right? Yeah. He's a he's he, also a Jets fan. People. He he destroyed us last year. So so much oh. faith in him, and well, he gives you a better chance than Josh McCown does. Hey, we're three and three. Yes, you are, and we'll discuss we'll discuss <laughs> yeah, that in know. a little bit. I don't know about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Tate could be a big injury. Don't know. Uh. They do have their bye week this week, which is very big. So he obviously has time to heal, and their next game is on Monday night and week eight. So it gives him another day to heal. Are we concerned? I mean, yes and no. I think for Matt Stafford, not necessarily. If Kenny Holiday can step it up and, and Marvin Jones can keep making one-handed catches, they might have to get theoretic in the mix, I think, a little bit. But if you're a Golden Tate owner, obviously you got to start looking somewhere, I think. And Plus, it's a bye week anyway, so you probably already had plans or a backup, so... Yeah, uh, for me, he's missed one game over the past six, seven seasons. That's it. I mean, he's a pretty healthy guy, another one who's usually always healthy. So if he misses another week or two, it sucks. You find a replacement for him. There's, It's not too hard. Uh, you can pick up on the waiver wire. There's plenty of wide receivers, like an Adam Humphreys still out there. or you know, There's plenty of wide receivers that you could target in the, in the event that Golden Tate doesn't play. But I wouldn't be too distraught because there's a good chance he comes back in two, three weeks and is healthy. So. Uh, a very young talent in Leonard Fournette. A little scary, but they say he's going to be fine. 
looking forward to this week that he's going to all systems go for week seven, but it's definitely something to keep an eye on. We'll see how the, how the week progresses. I'm sure it scared everyone, including the Jacksonville. The yeah, entire city I, probably yeah. just gasped. Yeah, I don't blame them. I mean, that's their it's their future. It's their you know present. Um, it's every guy who's guy who's carried the ball a ton of times already this season. They're just going to be cautious with him. They're going to be kind of you know hopeful that he'll play and he'll be healthy. But they'll you know they'll, he'll probably sit out of practice as he has uh, the last day or so, and they'll, they'll hope he'll be ready for for the next game. Yeah, they're going to have to get Ivory in the mix. Maybe bring Yeldon off of uh, the practice squad or the bench or wherever he's been like hibernating. He's trying to um, he's trying to re-enroll into Alabama. Yeah. He wants to go play again in college. Left, left bench. <laughs> yeah. yeah, something just take, just ease up his workload a little bit. Obviously, I think I think they realized that, and it looked a lot worse than it actually was. I thought it was his knee, how he went down, but um, potentially better now that it's ankle. So uh, right now, I think he's averaging probably like 21, 20, 21, 22 carries a game as a rookie. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. That's that is that is a lot. Yeah. Now Blake Borders is your quarterback, right? You do anything to keep the ball out of his hands. So. That is true, and we will talk <laughs> about him in, God, later so in this bad. episode. <laughs> God, he is so bad. Can't wait. Can't wait. Someone to just make note of that didn't play this week inactive. We don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully he's back soon. Stefan Diggs. Now that obviously hurt some fantasy owners, whether Casey Keenum or Sam Bradford is in. It, either either quarterback likes to throw to him or Thielen, but him not playing this week, we really hope that he comes back next week. You guys think he, you think he plays next week? Diggs, Diggs scares me very much. He's missed six games over his first two. He missed six games over last season and his rookie season. Um, he's an injury risk. He's a great player when he's on the field, but he's also injured a lot. So depending on who the quarterback play is, it really doesn't matter. Um, it's all about his health. That really determines his quality of play. And as we saw you know, a game ago uh, when he put up one reception for, what, three yards, four yards, it just it's, it shows that his health really matters to his production. So I don't know. I don't think he's going to play unless he's 100%. And he hasn't practiced at all this week, which is the same yeah. thing that happened last week before he was inactive. To move on to the games from last week, we start with Thursday night. Um, we had the Panthers versus the Eagles, which was kind of an exciting game for a Thursday night game. You know, I would say overall the Thursday night games this season haven't been horrendous, which is which seems to be a common theme throughout the years when they started this Thursday night, but are you guys worried about Cam Newton? Like, what is what is his deal? He, he'll put up a monster game against New England, and then, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, I think he's up and down this season. What do you guys think about him? I think the offensive line is struggling a little bit to block for the, uh, for the run game. I think he had the ball in his hands the, the entire game. A lot of dump off passes, a lot of runs. I mean, I think I thought the whole goal before the season was to try and get the ball out of his hands, like establish the run, throw it to Christian McCaffrey, which they are doing. I wish he can get out of his own way though, or stop just trying to run through everybody. Like, where, where's the juke moves at? Like, what happened to the college Christian McCaffrey that was like running around people, stopping, going, cutting, hesitation dribbles left and right? I don't know. He's uh. I don't know. I feel like I'm more worried about McCaffrey not being able to run past anybody than Cam Newton. Everyone's a lot faster in the NFL, too, than they are in college. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, this whole game centered around two things. Uh, first, first of all, Cam finally got it going on the ground. He had 70 rushing yards and a touchdown, that which he is huge. He hasn't, run, he hasn't run much at all this season. But the other thing, quick, quick question. How many times did Cam Newton throw 52 attempts in his MVP season? Zero. He threw 52 times in a game, zero times. Why is he throwing the ball 52 times, times in a game? A guy exactly, exactly. Why is he throwing the ball 52 times in a game? It's terrible. The most he threw the ball over the last few years has been 47, 45 times a game, which is way too many for him. But 52, I don't care that you have McCaffrey. I don't care you have a guy you can dig it off to and that counts as, a, you know, as an attempt. 52 times is way too many. And you saw, I mean, it was a close enough game, but... I just I don't understand for a team that you know has a weapon like McCaffrey and still has Jonathan Stewart that Cam is throwing the ball 52 times. Eagles do have actually a very very good rush defense. 
I think they, they, have, they actually have one of the best. Like, I'm looking at their stats yeah. right now. It's 65.7 yards per game they're only giving up. Yeah, when you have Michael, when you have Michael Kendricks and uh, Fletcher Cox and incredible uh, defensive line. Yeah, uh, Nigel Bradham. I mean, you're talking about a really good uh, defensive front seven. So, yeah, the Panthers. The Panthers still look good to me. Cam still looks pretty decent. I mean, he's had some okay games this season, so I'm not too worried about him yet. But it's it's still alarming to see 52 uh, attempts. Calvin Benjamin, thank you. Finally, 13 targets. McCaffrey, 10 catches. 56 yards, one touchdown on 14 targets. So he is throwing to him, and like you said, brother, he he's not he's he's I don't I don't know if the juking could come because it is the NFL. It's not you know it's not the pack. He's not competing against UCLA or you know Washington State or anything like that. I know. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for the electrifying moves or something. It's like I don't know if he's like I think it'll come. De- deer and headlights effect going on. He just wants to get the ball and run. But I remember that one third down play. He caught the ball in the flat. Could have easily just like completely stopped, let the guy fly right by him. Nothing. Just put his head down and just ran into the ground head first. I mean, ten catches is fantastic for from a PPR perspective, but I think I'm just I'm just waiting for him to break out uh, fully. So, moving on to the Dolphins and the Falcons. I don't think if you, I mean, Ugh. if you were in Vegas, chances are you probably picked the Falcons to win. I don't know what the spread was, and I guarantee you a lot of people probably picked the Falcons and their survivor. Now, Jake Jay Cutler beat Matt Ryan, and Matt Ryan was at home. Sounds gross. That's awful. I, I, I just don't know what to say about that. Matt Ryan did not look good. The Falcons just, eh, they're starting to get Julio involved more. I don't know why Julio's not getting peppered with targets when he should be. It's uh, you have two incredible running backs in Devonta Freeman and Tevin Coleman. Get them the ball more. It's just it, I, I don't know the Falcons. They're just they're they're baffling this year a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, Falcons just don't look that great. Why are Devonta and Tevin Coleman getting 18 carries combined between the two? That's one. Uh, but also the fact that if people didn't pick the Falcons to win, they damn sure didn't pick the 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 Falcons to lose by three points after being up 17. <laughs> they were up 17 nothing. How does that happen? Yeah. I just I know the Falcons mm-hmm. don't have the best they don't have the best defense especially when they lose their best player um in their on their defense early in the season but god almighty do they just look like a piss poor offense right now. They really do. They look they don't look good and the fact that the Dolphin just by the transitive property here if the Jets beat the Dolphins and the Dolphins beat the Falcons that means that the Jets will beat the Falcons. Just putting that out there. Wow. Just putting that out there. Coulda, wow, shoulda. that was good. Thank you. That sounded fantastic. <laughs> transitive, nice. It's like yes. it's so, it's so facto. It is. It's by it's the transitive like, property. If one thing is certain, then the other the, thing is certain. The layman's <laughs> translation. <laughs> it's almost like the players are running into the side of the stadium, like the birds have. Yeah. Been, when they've been knocking themselves out, thinking it's a mirror. Who does that? <laughs> Who builds a stadium with mirrors and then there's like been tons of birds just flying into it? Yeah, they didn't so really sad. think that one through. That's yeah. Steve Sarkeesian though, looking at a mirror instead of his playbook when he's like picking the plays uh, on the sideline. Because to both of your points, well, what are they? What are they doing? It's not good. Honestly, seven, nine targets for Austin Hooper and seven for Julio Jones. I'm, I'm embarrassed for you. I'm embarrassed. Throw the ball to Julio Jones, please. Yeah. Last two points I'll make. Uh, Dolphins. Besides them getting the win, Kenny Stills. If Devontae Parker is down, Kenny Stills is a nice add. Yep. Uh, he got he he caught all four of his targets. Did get a touchdown. And yep. JHI looked great. I mean, there's no other way to put for that. Thirty. Yeah. Yeah. JHI looks good out there. I I really think he's uh, as a as a JHI doubter. Um, I really thought he looked good. He's proving so. us wrong. He's proving us wrong this year. He's actually having a pretty solid year. Now to the game where Mister Rogers went down. Hmm. He'll have more time to film some uh, some State Farm commercials. Rogers, that are, Rogers, that are progressively getting worse. By the way, <laughs> maybe it was just the downfall of the commercials. But Rogers goes down. Enter Brett Hundley. How does this How does this affect the team? I mean, do you you obviously got to start some? You got to start Jordy. Is that it? Do you start the running backs? Aaron Jones, Ty Montgomery. I think being that he's a young quarterback, I think he's, I mean, he's been with the organization for three years, learning under the tutelage of Aaron Rodgers. I do like the, uh, believe it or not, with the dog commercial, because I like dogs. So anything with dogs, I know that, you know that I'm on, I'm on board. Um, I think they're going to try and lean in the run game, or they should 
a little bit more to keep it out of his hands. He didn't look that confident, only three picks. I mean, 33 attempts, too, and it was kind of a close game. I think got a little got away from them a little bit in the uh, in the second half, obviously. I think Jordy and, and Devonta are hard to bench, but I think your expectations have to be lowered with a new quarterback. So Aaron Jones and Montgomery might have slightly more upside if they're trying to run the ball more and, I guess, dump the ball off. Pepper Montgomery with some short passes, potentially. Yeah. I The Packers, the last time Aaron Rodgers went down for an extended period of time was what we said before, 2013, when he broke his clavicle. Uh, the Packers actually did make it to the playoffs, but they went 8-7-1. and one. So, as you can see, without Rodgers, they are a much worse team. Well, they had Matt they Flynn have, that year, right? Uh, I believe that was so, yes. I believe, yeah. They're not a good. They're not a great defense. Their offensive line is struggling, and their running backs are splitting tar, splitting carries now. And I don't think any of this looks good from a fantasy perspective. Jordy, um, Randall Cobb. I mean, I, I think maybe someone like Martellus Bennett might step up. I think there's a good chance Martellus Bennett, a, a reliable tight end, for a quarterback that's young and inexperienced, could be a pretty good target. But other than that, I mean, I, I just I think everybody takes a step down, including the running backs. The Viking side. Uh, I just would like to apologize to Jarek McKinnon if you are listening to us, which you're probably not, but if you are, you're proving all of us wrong. Uh, you I know, hate this, us. This, I really do. I hate us. Like, yeah. uh, but it's like he does it every single year, you know. Oh, and step Jarek McKinnon is, you know, is, he's a freak athlete. Where is it? Nothing. And then, of course, this year, maybe Matt Asiata moving on was, you know, what he needed not to have him behind, you know, so – but he had an awesome game, Jarek McKinnon. Two touchdowns. I mean, over 150 yards total offense. I'm going to refrain from talking about Jarek McKinnon because I have hated Jarek McKinnon since he came into the league. <laughs> so I think it's better if I stay out of this. Otherwise, I'm going to look foolish because I still don't like him. And the fact that he's proving me wrong makes me hate him more. So I'm good. He looks great. He does. I've been, I've been high on him. I've just been waiting for that breakout game as well. So I think it's uh, it's refreshing to see him him doing something on Sunday. 100 total yards, two touchdowns. So other than that, though, I think that this game really was kind of just been, just based on the fact that Aaron Rodgers getting hurt. Other than that, it was Adam Thielen had a good game and Jarek McKinnon had a good game, but it really was highlighted by Aaron Rodgers going down. On to the Superdome down in New Orleans. Uh, Drew Brees did not look good at home. But they still got the win. Mark Ingram showing that hey, you know, Kamara, this is still this is still my backfield. 25 carries, 114 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had a a bunch of catches too. I mean, he went five for 36, so obviously a big fantasy day. Just when the Lions were about to start coming back, the Saints just turned it on right there. Who would have thought that the Saints would get defensive all of a sudden? Scored three defensive touchdowns after would, two two pretty solid performances, I think. Yeah, who would think Matt, is actually not bad. Matt Stafford throwing three picks didn't help. I mean, I don't think that's so much the defense as Matt Stafford looked terrible. Three picks <laughs> and two fumbles he lost. Yeah. Uh, Five turnovers. Um, 52 attempts for Stafford. Matty boy. That's a lot. My only point from this game, because there is so much... Um, involved in this game. It was a great offensive output. So, you know, if you started someone like Ted Ginn, Mark Ingram, Alvin Kamara, Marvin Jones, Golden Tate, you you, you know, reap the benefits. Um, but Amir Abdullah is a must-bench at this point. I, I, he's a must-bench. I will not take him off my bench until he proves me otherwise. Yeah. He's, he is not being utilized in that offense, and when he is utilized, he sticks. So, no. I can't. 14 rushes is not enough. And what? And two targets in the passing game for a guy who catches the ball really well out of the backfield. Two targets. You threw the ball 52 times, Stafford. You threw it to him twice. I don't get it. I really don't. Darren Fels, 52 times. Darren Fells had more targets. Darren Fells had more targets. So, no. I'm done. I'm done with the Abdullah Express. It's done. It's it's closing. I'm closing shop. I'm done. I sadly have to agree with you. I'm glad you guys are no. joining my bandwagon with the uh, Abdullah. <laughs> <laughs> hatred. Yeah. It feels good. It feels good to hear you guys say it. It does. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Oh. I've, I've been I've been so done. Rutherford, New Jersey. East. The New York J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 taking on Tom Brady. Now, if you look at the past few seasons, the Jets have actually played the Patriots very tough in MetLife Stadium. So I, I was very impressed with the way the Jets played. They lost, but against probably like the greatest quarterback of all time. It wasn't, I mean, it was, a, it was an exciting game to watch, I guess. To say the least, for the for Jets 
for Jets fans? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take this one first. Um, first of all, they should have they should have won. So let's start with that one. Um, they definitely what should a crap have. call. Safarian Jenkins had possession of the ball. I don't care what anybody says. That was a touchdown. So, I agree. and that would have made it a three point game. And then the next time the Jets stormed to the field, um, they would have been in field goal range and could have kicked a field goal. So it would have been a tie game. So that's that's my two cents from there. Other than that, the Jets looks really good against the Patriots' terrible they defense. Um, I the running game looks awful. Please don't start Forte or McGuire at any point in the season. Pretty bad. Yeah, I I wouldn't do it. Uh, Powell's another one when he comes back. He's still a case-by-case basis. And the Patriots, uh, I don't know. They the, the receiving game looks good. I mean, Cooks and... Gronk is being Gronk. Yeah, Cooks, Gronk are being great. But hey, the, the one... Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan did not have a good game. First time all season. So, another point. And then, of course, hurt. you can't... Did he get hurt? Yeah, he got banged up. I think he took a shot in the like kidney or the mm, ribs or something. But yeah. still, only, he still had four targets and only put up one reception. So that's not like Chris Hogan, the guy who only catches balls that are in his vicinity. <laughs> the guy catches everything. So I I think that's a big blow for them. He's out for some period of time. And obviously, you don't know who to start as a running back for the Patriots. It's nope. a complete crapshoot. James White, you would have started him two weeks ago. Monster game. What does he do this week? Nothing. Yeah, he. I mean, it was more than Mo. I mean, he put up more points than freaking Gillisley did. <laughs> but from a fantasy perspective, there's. I mean, McCown is definitely a streaming option. I think, 354 yards, two touchdowns. Not terrible. Yeah. You just don't know who to start for the Jets receiving core. Jermaine. Jer- Jeremy Curley. What? Hurts. <laughs> I think Jermaine Hurts is a pretty good start, and so is Safarian Jenkins. Safarian Jenkins yeah. is a must-start tight end. I agree. Yeah. Now we have the the worst team in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Brian Hoyer, not playing well at all. In step CJ Bethard. Bethard? Bethard? Bethard. Or you could say it that way as well. Bethard. <laughs> hey, they didn't look awful with him in the second half. I mean, the Redskins are they're a pretty good team. Kirk Cousins. Over 300 yards, two touchdowns. Um, what, do, what do you guys? What do you guys take from this? Chris Thompson, clear cut favorite, obviously behind Kirk Cousins. Besides that, I'm not starting anyone else on this team. It is Jameson Crowder, really. Like I don't, I just don't even know what's going on with that. Terrell Pryor, what? What? I, I don't know. You sound baffled. Let me, uh, let me, let me, ju- let me jump in here. Yeah, because I'm, bad, I'm just as baffled. It, because Kirk Cousins is throwing for over 300 yards in a couple games, but who who is he throwing to? <laughs> he's, he's spreading the wealth, though, it looks like, right? Like, he definitely is spreading the wealth. Ten, like different, ten different receivers, running yeah. backs, tight ends, getting, getting the ball. I think what was interesting to me is that P. Ryan has been so ineffective that they actually gave Chris Thompson 16 carries. He was also ineffective. I think San Francisco's run D is slightly underrated, but... Um, I like that he's getting the ball more. Four receptions, 105 yards. He's obviously a RB2, must start on a weekly basis. Um, and I think Beth Bethard actually did show some signs of life. And, I mean, they put up 17 points in the second half. So I'm, I'm sorry, Brian Hoyer. Seemed like a good guy, but you just you just can't get it done on the field, um, you know, between the goalposts. So Kirk Cousins keep throwing for 300 yards, two TDs. I'm happy with that. Receiving core, a little disappointed in the prior Crowder. 10 targets between them. I don't think that's enough necessarily, but um, Chris Thompson must start. Carlos Hyde. I think a lot of people this week were looking at um, Brita as a potential flex start. Four rushes, 21 yards, and he only had two receptions for 15, so I think he, he disappointed a, a few fantasy owners and, and Carlos Hyde with two two goal-line TDs. I mean, as long as run of seven yards, I'm still not really sure what to do with that dude on a weekly basis, but potential flex start, so... For me, besides Kirk Cousins being a starter every week, because he seems to be getting the job done better than anybody else on his team, it's Chris Thompson. I've read so many articles saying Chris Thompson, you know, you can't, you know, he's not a startable player every week. You have to pump the brakes. Um, I I can tell you you're wrong. Do not pump Running the brakes. Yeah, do not pump the brakes. He's getting receptions. He's getting targets in the passing game. He's getting rushing attempts. Yeah, he didn't make the most of them, but he's going to get touchdown opportunities as well. They seem to like him. I don't understand why you signed Terrell Pryor or you believed in James Jameson Crowder and you know Jordan Reed not being healthy ever. Like I just I think Chris Thompson is definitely a start, a starter player every week at this point. Da Bears. 
The Bears, the Bears. So, so basically it was Jordan Howard, you know, and the special teams defenses versus each other, essentially. So the Bears won, but it was just a – what a gross game. Like Mitchell Trubisky threw the ball 16 times. Eight for 16, 113 yards and one touchdown. Hey, they won. I mean, it's – they, they they got the W exactly. Can we just um, can we just talk about how bad Joe Flacco is? <laughs> like, cool. can we spend some time on how bad Joe Flacco is? He's pretty bad. He is awful. Like, he is not he is not good this year at I, no, no. all. He is just, let's no no you take the this year part out. He is not good. <laughs> Joe Flacco has three touch he has three not, touchdowns. Joe Flacco is not a good quarterback. You get a Super Bowl because Ray Lewis is last season, and this is how this is they gave him all that money because of that. Like I, it's, he is making $20 million. He actually can't take away that he had an incredible Super Bowl run that season in the playoffs. But aside from that, like, couple-game stretch, he's not been an above-average quarterback. Yeah, and granted, his receiving core is pretty abysmal. I won't take that away from him, and especially because Macklin did not play. That being said, I mean, this Baltimore offense is another one of those offenses of... Good just, luck. Uh, yeah, it's a crapshoot. Alex, Coll- Alex Collins, Buck Allen... Uh, ben Watson, Mike Wallace, Jeremy Macklin. Like I don't, I don't want to start any of them. I might when I need uh, to, but I don't want to start any of them, and I don't think you should either. I think you should, if you have them on your bench and you have a better option in front of them, I feel like you should be more confident in those players and their production over this crapshoot that exists before you. Tariq Cohen had more touchdowns than Joe Flacco. Are you serious? <laughs> Tariq Cohen oh. threw a touchdown pass. Right, 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 right. I forgot that. Oh, you do. Joe Flacco, just figure figure it out, man. That whole team just needs to figure it out. But Jordan Howard, 36 carries. That's great. That's great for him. That's incredible. I mean, that's incredible. 4.6 yards per carry, 167 yards. It's just, it's awesome to see that he's doing that well. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see in Chicago what they're doing in Jacksonville now, feeding the running, but their their star running back the ball and letting their inexperienced or terrible quarterback like Blake Bortles is. Uh, not throw the ball much, and maybe you'll get some wins. I mean, your defense is a little bit, un, you know, underrated. I think the Bears' defense is okay, uh, so I think there's every, you know, every reason to give the ball to Jordan Howard at this point. Yeah, and the Ravens actually have a decent defense too. Yeah, their defense isn't that bad. Deshaun Watson. So I know we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Uh, this this guy is. He's freaking awesome. Is he good? He is, sh- yeah, he is good. showing us why he belongs in the NFL and why he actually was a top 15 pick. Was he actually 15? 12th overall. He was 12, I think, or 13. Yeah. yeah. He, Mahomes and went 13, I think. The Browns he, traded their pick playing, to the Texans? Yeah. So they, yes, so they, they could did. pick him in front of him? God. The, the Texans, Texans are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The Browns, actually, I guess, sorry. The Browns are one of the other awful teams in no, the NFL. Yeah, it's not even close. The Browns are way worse than the 49ers than are. The Niners. Yeah, yeah, at least are. the Niners at least have something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Browns, the Browns just don't have anything. There's another team where you're uh, don't don't even start anyone. Isaiah Crowell? Nope. Keep him, but Duke keep Johnson. Him on your bench. Duke Johnson well, startable. Yeah, Duke, Duke Johnson, that's about it. Um but hey, hey hey Hugh Jackson. Um why would you say, "Hey, we're going to believe in our quarterback in Sean Kaiser." Then by week six, we're going to bench him. Let's start Kevin Hogan, who looks god-awful out there, and then says for week seven, we're going to start Sean Kaiser again. Like, what about that plan sounded good? I want to know. I did actually read something today, which was very interesting. I'm not sure. It, it can't be true. This would just be so ridiculous that they didn't want to put the added pressure on Kaiser by having it be a Kaiser versus Watson matchup because they passed on him with two separate picks. The Browns literally passed on him with two separate picks. He came in to Cleveland. I don't. I don't get it. I don't. I don't get Cleveland. I really don't. Who are you waiting for? What quarterbacks are you waiting? Deshaun for? Kaiser, obviously. You could have had Carson Wentz. You could have even had Jared Goff, even. Yeah, I, I mean, could have had. They could have had a lot of quarterbacks. But oh. instead, instead they got their guy in Deshaun Kaiser. They waited for him. You're right. They're playing it cool. They're playing. It, they slow played it. And maybe it's not his fault. Maybe it's just the fact that they are awful. <laughs> I want to root for them too. It's like I want them to like be better. Like I like Hugh Jackson. You know what I'm I saying? Think- I like Jabril Peppers. Like there's some people there that I like. They're athletes. The defense could be okay. The offensive line. I just they're not executing. They're just atrocious. It's sad. They they decided to take Miles Garrett. Who, mind you, actually, when he plays, I mean, he's got three sacks. He looked pretty fierce out there, actually. In the two games, he does look. I mean, he's going to be pretty good, but 
you, you got to address the need of a, of a, of a quarterback. Yeah. And just from a fantasy perspective, it's it's just great seeing someone like Will Fuller come back from his injury and have a touchdown every game. Every single game, baby. What yeah. the hell? He had one. He had one this game, right? Uh, I believe yeah, so. Oh, yeah. One this game. Last yep. before he had two, two, one. Like Over guy has yep. him and Deshaun just hit, uh, between Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. This offense just looks really good. I mean, they are only three and three, but Lamar Miller's looking better. Um, Hopkins, don't don't get me started. I, know. I still hate him. Lamar Miller looks better. He you know he didn't make the most of his carries this time, but he's been better in the passing game. Hopkins looks great. Uh, Will Fuller looks great. Ryan Griffin, he actually had a pretty decent game too. So yeah. I think this offense is really clicking, and they're trying to make the most of losing a lot of players on defense. Whitney Merciless, you know, your JJ Watt, Brian Cushing, JJ Watt. <laughs> I mean, three games, three games in a row. Nuck has a touchdown. One this past game, three the game before, and then another one before that. So now the highlight of this next game is. Probably not that shocking, but Adrian Peterson being traded to the Arizona Cardinals, which is actually what a lot of people said when when DJ went down. Actually, they were like, you know, this obviously this makes sense. Why not? Let's let's bring him there with that awful offensive line. And what does AP do? Twenty six carries, one hundred and thirty four yards, and two touchdowns. Damn. And he looked good. Like he looked really good. Like he looked AP. Like. They, BAP. Yeah, <laughs> they interviewed they interviewed a, um, a an anonymous player from the Saints, and this past week after AP had that great uh, game, and they interviewed an uh, you know anonymous player from the Saints, and they said you know what do you think of Adrian Peterson's game? They said well we saw that every day of practice. So with the Saints he was practicing and he was having these bursts and great runs, and then you see him in the game and they start him for six plays. So you wonder what Sean Payton, does Sean Payton deserve to be fired at this point? With like he's not making the most out of his players, whether it's Mark Ingram, Brandon Cooks, Adrian Peterson, and yet you get rid of all those assets. You know, Mark Ingram was almost on his way out. Adrian Peterson is gone now, and Brandon Cooks is it was gone. You know, so yeah. are you starting to think maybe it's Sean Payton? Maybe it's not these players. Uh, I don't I don't know because Adrian Peterson just exploded for the Cardinals behind a terrible offensive line, and yet in in when it came to the Saints, he couldn't get on the field. So what the hell is going on? I don't get it. Those are all very, very good points. Because it's like he, you think he's this good coach, right? He's a Super Bowl winning coach. Him and Drew Brees have been, you know, vibing for years, running this very good offense. But they've struggled lately. And I, well, I don't know, man. That's that's a lot of good points. It makes you wonder. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't care that the Saints are three and two. You're you're getting rid of your great assets. Brandon Cooks was a first round pick. You know, Mark Ingram, who they you know were so low on last year, was your stud for the past few years. I just I don't get it. Adrian Peterson is a Hall of Famer. It's just, it just doesn't make sense. But hey, they'll they'll keep starting Brandon Coleman and you know <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr. Hey, have at it. Yeah. These high upside guys. That, that, that's yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, and, and then you got Larry, just being Larry. Larry looked great. Amazing. Oh, Amazing. He is absolutely phenomenal. Eleven targets, ten catches. He is. Probably what would you say? Maybe he could be in consideration for the second best receiver ever. I think he's top four. I mean, I would say for sure. Well, you got Jerry, Chris Carter, maybe Larry yeah, Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, there's there's a few guys that I would say in consideration, but for a guy that's saying he could be on his last legs and be done after the season, he looks really good. I mean, that's awesome. Ten of eleven passes is awesome, but the more important thing is he had thirteen point eight yards per catch from a guy who basically last last year or two has been averaging like ten point five to eleven yards per catch. That's pretty good. I mean, he's he's really you know he's getting his opportunities here with a wide receiver core behind him. That's kind of not great. So I like it. I, I like I like seeing him succeed. He's a good player. And then on the other side, you got the Bucks. You got Mike Evans. Okay, starting to get more targets now. But now if Jameis doesn't play. I'm I'm not too concerned about the receivers with Ryan Fitzpatrick. You got the smartest athlete in the world throwing to them. Yeah. Who loves to throw the ball. Cameron Brait, awesome game. I think it's his fourth game in a row with a touchdown. Four games in a row with a touchdown. Mind you, it is a different quarterback, but Cameron Brait showed that he is still the number one tight end. OJ Howard, sorry, bro, you're just there to block and maybe catch like two passes a game. I think I'm pretty pumped that Doug Martin starting to look uh, look pretty explosive and shifty. They were playing from behind a lot this game, so he didn't necessarily, I think, get the typical workload that he would, so remain confident in Doug Martin. Uh, 14 carries, 53 yards, and he salvaged the day with a TD. 
I agree, brother, about uh, Fitzpatrick. Evans was able to, again, salvage his day with a late touchdown, thankfully. Um, but Cameron Braid's been crushing it. I love the receiving core of Tampa Bay, whether it's Adam Humphreys or Cam Braid or Mike Evans, Deshaun Jackson. They're all four of them are startable, in my opinion. I have been starting Adam Humphreys, and he's been looking good lately. It's it's a core of wide receivers that are experienced, well, besides Humphreys, that are experienced and are good. And whether it's Jameis um, at quarterback or Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think all four of them still get um, some love out there. For this game, we had a battle of two young stud running backs going after each other. Todd Gurley, Leonard Fournette, the Rams versus the Jags, the Jagyaz. Jag, yeah. Todd, Todd Gurley, welcome back to the 100 Club again. Uh, 23 carries, 116 yards. No touchdown, unfortunately, but still showed that he is dominant. Leonard Fournette, 21 carries, 130 with a touchdown. Leonard Fournette is he looks incredible and I really hope he doesn't he this injury it's it's not a it's not a serious injury where he actually does suit up this week but all signs are leaning toward it um Blake Bortles I'm still surprised that you have a starting job at 35 times from a from a guy that I mean, you know from a team that was so bent on running the ball more I mean Leonard Fournette made the most of his carries don't get me wrong 6.2 yards per carry but only 21 carries uh, but why are you throwing the ball 35 times to Blake Bortles I don't get it I just I, you're you're moving away from your mindset as an offense, and you're moving. I uh, granted, you know the whole Leonard Fournette, you know potentially being injured, kind of I'm sure scared them. But but why not give the ball to Chris Ivory? I don't I don't understand why throwing the ball 30 time, 35 times with Blake Bortles is an essential part because as it you know turned out they lost the game because of it. You know why not stick to a thing you do best, play defense and run the ball. I think the one the one takeaway from the Los Angeles side, aside from them looking like a very solid above-average team this year. Sean McVay and the, and the coaching staff is doing an incredible job, I think, getting getting the best out of the talent that they have on this team. Sammy Watkins, to me, is is hasn't been necessarily startable in weeks, and he is he's not droppable, of course, not yet, but he's he's bordering on potentially dropping him off your roster. They're not... He's getting four targets. He could have had a 50-plus yard TD if Jared Goff was able to hit him in stride, overthrew him a little bit. Um, but they're going to be a run-first team, and he's looking for, I think, a little more comfort throwing Robert Woods on the short passes. Cooper Cup, right, has has a good rapport with him as well. So Sammy Watkins is huge downgrade. Downgrade. You should have traded him weeks ago. Yeah, you'll get a you'll get a bag of balls from at this point. <laughs> I'm good. Sammy Watkins is unstartable, and he's droppable. So I don't care what his name. I don't care what his name says. He is droppable. A game that could have had a very high offensive scoring, but it was only 19 to 13. The Steelers versus the Chiefs. It was a little, little bit of an odd game. Uh, Big Ben, not really having a fantastic year. Um, Lev Bell got the ball 32 times though, which is what four less than last week when he got 36, I believe. Um, Averaging 5.6 yards per carry, showing obviously why he right now is the best running back in the game with DJ sidelined. Antonio Brown obviously doing it, 8 for 155, one touchdown. But other than that on that offense, there's really not much. It's it's way too unpredictable. You don't, you don't know who's going to perform besides those two. Yeah, I'll, I'll take this one. First of all, the two of them, Antonio and um, Lev Bell, combined for 346 total yards. In this game, 346, 346 total yards. It's, it's That's incredible. What that means, though, is no one else in the offense is thriving. And the Martavis Bryant situation is the biggest um, key factor to this game for me. Um, he had two catches for 27 yards. He has been nothing short of terrible uh, this past few weeks. And now we know why. He wants to be traded. He wants to end up on another team. And that's sad because him and Big Ben have shown that they can be pretty good together, uh, you know, whether Antonio is playing or not. However, if he's not happy, he's not going to give it his 100%. And Martavis is a little bit of a troubled person sometimes. So I think that for Martavis Bryant owners, I think it's time to bench for sure. It's time to just stick him on the bench. Don't drop him because of what could happen. You know, maybe he did decide to trade him, but bench him. He's not going to have those big games. It's just not going to happen at this present moment. And if they do keep him... Because um, I heard some like conflicting reports. I, I did hear that initially that he wanted to get traded, and then I'm sure it was his PR team, whatever, tried to backtrack. If it wasn't true, who knows? Um, you know, you, you you grease the squeaky wheel on occasion, right? So 
maybe this game they they pepper him with a few more targets to 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 see if he's happy, see if he can get something going. I'm not starting him necessarily, but um, they definitely have to get other players involved on the offensive side of the ball. I think moving forward, and the, and the Chiefs cannot beat the Steelers. I still am very confident in them moving forward. 13 points is an anomaly, but it goes to show you that, I mean, the Steelers have their number. Uh, that's for sure. And Kareem Hunt is a stud. Kareem Hunt is a stud, and I wish Tyreek Hill would do, you know, would put up bigger numbers. But he's still got seven targets. I mean, they gave him the ball once. He seems a little volume-dependent at this point. Downgrade him slightly, but Kareem Hunt is a monster. He got bottled up this game, though. He only had nine carries for 21 yards. That's not that's not like the Chiefs in the first you know the previous games with him. Although he did get he did lead the te- lead the team in receiving with five for 89. Yeah. So, but then it goes into like you said, Tyreek Hill. He's not. They gotta they gotta figure out more things with him. Yeah. Something. Last thing last thing I will say about this game because there wasn't a huge offensive output is I I'm done with Andy Reid because I'm done starting Kareem Hunt or Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey and someone like Char West or DeAnthony Thomas getting the touchdown. I'm done with it. Okay, it's unfair. Which happens. <laughs> it happens every week at this point. Literally every yep. week at this point. It's either going to Chuck Hendrick West or or to um, it'll go to Demetrius Harris or it'll go to at this situation DeAnthony Thomas. Stop giving him the touchdowns. Just stop doing it. Just. Give it to Tyreek Hill. Give it to Kareem Hunt. Travis Kelsey. Even Chris. Con- I'll take Chris Connolly at this point. I hope like, our fantasy teams. I hope our fantasy teams. Something, for the love of God. Like, <laughs> from a fantasy perspective, I don't care from a sports perspective that they got the touchdown. From a fantasy perspective, you are killing people's teams. Come on, dude. You look like a walrus. So, Let's go. So, in conclusion, <laughs> Andy Reid hates fantasy. He does. <laughs> oh, he, he doesn't care about your team. <laughs> not at all. We I do. do. Not I at do. all. Team. Yeah. He doesn't, <laughs> does not but care. we do. <laughs> Battle of the West Coast, the Oakland Raiders hey. versus the Go Chargers Go. Oh. So Derek Carr is—is is he still hurt? Like what? He just did not have a good game at all. Twenty-one of 30, 171 yards, touchdown, two picks. Didn't look that good. Phillip, he had a decent game. Didn't throw an interception, which was good. Melvin Gordon, showing us that he is a top running back. Mind you, his average, his yards per carry were not that good. But from a fantasy perspective, who cares? Uh, the Raiders, they need to find themselves on offense. They, Amari Cooper, he stinks. And we'll bring it back. Winnie the Pooh Clubs. This guy needs to catch it with his face or feet or something. Because he is not good. He drops way too much. <laughs> what happened to you, Amari Cooper? <laughs> I still have faith in the, in the Oakland offense. Uh, I think Derek Carr, I don't know if he got rushed back or he wanted to play that bad. I mean, it's that's got to be rough coming back. Maybe he was slightly hesitant. What I do like, though, is that he throws it up for his receivers. On one of those interceptions, he threw it up there. you gotta make got to make a better better effort there, Amari. Um, got to give the, give the receiver a chance to catch the ball. I like it. I like it. It makes the game exciting. Um, I think they'll be fine. I think the Chargers have an underrated defense. Um, Phillip Rivers, I would have liked to see him throw for another touchdown or two, but this is the Melvin Gordon show, which is fantastic. Nine catches, 67 yards. He's a monster. He's a top He's a top running back. Hunter Henry is a player of interest because he's had slightly better games over the past few weeks in this game. Five catches, 90 yards, seven targets. Are they going to start like assimilating him a little bit more into the offense again? I hope so. Yeah, I'll state two facts here. Um, Michael Crabtree, no matter who is his quarterback, is going to put up more points uh, than Amari Cooper will, and that's just how I feel. I think Michael Crabtree, Fact. Michael Crabtree is more trustworthy. He is. I, I just like him better from a fantasy perspective and from a team perspective than Amari Cooper. And the other fact I will say is that I was wrong. Melvin Gordon is really, really good at football. Uh, yeah. Melvin, yeah, Melvin Gordon. In 2015, when he played 14 games, had 33 receptions, and everyone was surprised. Everyone said, wow, this guy who didn't really catch the ball in college, you know, Todd Gurley was the receiving back. You know, Melvin Gordon had put up 33 receptions. He said, wow, that's awesome. He has 28 receptions through six games. Four touchdowns. 28 receptions through six games. He's on pace for over 60 Mm -hmm. receptions. So I was wrong, and but I was wrong big time because Melvin Gordon is here, and he is damn good. Um, because even if he doesn't run the ball well in any game and he averages three yards per carry, he's getting you seven receptions for 60 yards and a touchdown. 
Bam. 12 targets he had this past game. I can't, game. I can't really say anything else. That's a lot. <laughs> Drop that knowledge, Kyle. Drop it. it. I have to admit defeat. I have to admit when I'm wrong. Here it is. Melvin Gordon. True character right there. If you're, li- if you're listening, he apologizes. On to, on to Sunday night, uh, which you're very happy about, brother. Yeah. The Giants are not the worst team in the NFL anymore. Now, after the after this result, this really goes into question of how how good are the Broncos? Like, are they even good of a team? You got Trevor Simeon throwing the ball 50 times. That is so much for Simeon. That's like three. That's like over three games for him. Trevor Simeon should not be throwing the ball 50 times. They need to establish the run, which they obviously did not this past game. I think they ca- they ran the ball between Jamal Charles and C.J. Anderson and Devonta Booker. I'll even throw in there too, 15 times. Mind you, the Giants' defense is not it's not awful, but it's not great. I mean, they have a stout defense. It the the Broncos. What I mean, Demarius Thomas. Thank you. That was awesome to see 10 catches over 100 yards. Very happy about that. But the I, I just I, I still can't believe the Giants did that well with what they have and i'm i was i was impressed i was impressed that they did beat the broncos thank you i think um most of the world was was shocked and impressed as well actually uh i think i think each game so far this season we've used a different combination we as i'm a part of the new york giants of course we've (laughs) used uh, a different combination of starting offensive linemen and i think throwing dj fluker in there rich uh at guard richburg was out so brett jones actually stepped in um, sorry, John Jerry, you're out. Justin Pugh playing right tackle. I think the offensive line looked fantastic. Looked looked the best it has in in years, honestly. I mean, if Eli's throwing the ball 19 times, we're running the ball 32 times, almost 150 yards. It's as we've said this entire show. That's a that's the formula for success in the NFL, right? Not every team is going to have an Aaron Rodgers or a Kirk Cousins able to sling it sling it all over the field. Um, the Giants' defense is very underrated. Don't forget, last year we had a top five defense. So I think we were able to stop the run, which forced Simeon to pass, which puts him in pressure situations, right? We have some sick rushers coming off the edge, even though Vernon was out. Um, I think it was just an all-around great team effort. I'm, I'm swaying a little bit away from from the fantasy talk here, but I do think that Engram is a must-start, and he's going to finish the season. If he stays healthy, God willing, a top-five tight end this year and the number one out of that rookie class. Easily. Yeah, I, that's the only thing I was going to talk about from this game. First of all, you being excited about the Giants winning is actually not a good thing because they're. I, I would rather you see them be upset because they would be moving closer to a better pick because the Giants aren't going to win too too much this year. Um, I'm sorry to say, uh, they still have ten more. I games. understand, but so I, I know. Five. 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 But I actually was going to focus on Evan Ingram here because he's on pace to to almost tie Gronkowski for the greatest rookie tight end season ever. Yes. In 2010, Rob Gronkowski had a really good rookie season. And it wasn't even that good. I mean, the 10 touchdowns was fantastic. But 42 receptions, 546 yards, and 10 touchdowns. 10 touchdowns for a rookie tight end. That is considered by all to be the greatest tight end season by a rookie ever. And that just shows you that rookie tight ends really do not come into the league and make an impact. Well, Evan Ingram is doing just that. Not only because he's good, but also because their wide receiver core is so depleted. He's on pace for 64 receptions, 752 yards, and 5 touchdowns. That would put him at 170 points as opposed to Gronk's 173 in 2010. He's going to get more. I think that Evan Ingram is going to pass him, actually. I wow. really do. I really think Evan Ingram is <sighs> on pace to have the greatest tight end for a rookie ever. One, because their wide receiver is depleted and he's great, but also, two, because he's not a freaking tight end. He's a wide receiver. So, yeah, that's one oh, thing yes. I'll say is that Love he it. can play the tight end position, but he's a wide receiver. He's a tight end in a wide receiver's body. So, that being said, I just wanted to throw those stats your way and say, Start him every week. Start him as your flex if you can. Do anything you can because he is going to benefit you. Clearly had the most targets. Seven targets. The next was three. I mean, Eli did only pass the ball 19 times. So hopefully the Giants keep this mentality up that we need to give the ball to Orleans Darqua. Looked electric. He runs hard. It's electric. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Let me tell you. Oh, he's earned it. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I have to start him this week, so I'm not really that happy, but... <laughs> we can start together. We yeah. can perform together. To finish off this week, Monday Night Football. So Mariota, a lot of questions about whether he's going to play. He played. He had a decent game. 
salvageable, you know. And for anyone that I guess had to start Jacoby Brissett, he he did all right. It wasn't horrendous, but it just wasn't a game that I really cared to watch. I mean, you got the Colts and the Titans. The Titans there, who who knows? They're three and three. They did win. They should have won. The Colts are not a good team without Andrew Luck. They need Andrew Luck. Now Derrick Henry had a very very good game. Mind you, you take away that 72-yard touchdown, and he had an okay game as far as running the ball goes for the team. But fantasy-wise, you take that out, he didn't really have that good of a game. But we don't really care about that. It's all about the end result. 19 carries, 131 yards, and one touchdown. What, what, do, what, do, you guys, what do you guys think about the Titans? What's going on with that team? Um, Rashard Matthews um, had a nice game again, again pretty um Pretty much Mariota's favorite target over the past few uh, two years. But Eric Decker finally showing up. God almighty, it took long enough. Seven receptions, 88 yards. He looked good out there. Uh, Mar- uh, Mariota loved finding him. He had nine targets, which looked great to me. Um, but other than that, I just wanted to focus on the fact that it's not even news anymore, but it is because Andrew Luck hasn't played all season. But we get news today that he had to stop throwing and that he's going to be delayed yet again. So as much as that, you know, go back two years, that would have been breaking news. It would have been Aaron Rodgers type news. It's it's not even we don't even talk about it because he hasn't started all year and we're just used to it. You know, what do we do? What do the Colts do at this point? It's it's really sad because he was the best one of the top three best quarterbacks in football. And now he's reduced to not even a headline. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Do you start anyone on the Colts? <laughs> I mean, the emergence of Marlon Mack. But yes, emerged. The, yeah, two. But then look at this yeah, game. Two rushes for 18 yards. Uh, no, Jack Doyle. Yeah. Jack Doyle for me is probably a guy I would I would be as you know pretty high on starting. Uh, Moncrief looked good again. I mean, not great, but he looked good. He's you know a few games two two out of the last three games he's actually looked pretty good. But T. Y. Hilton was the one that I would have picked, and he just did not look. You know, he only had four targets. So T. Y. Hilton is usually my my answer to that. Yes, T. Y. Hilton is still startable every week. The interesting point about Marlon Mack, which I want to throw in here, is that Robert Turbin actually was who looked pretty good this game. Four catches for thirty-seven yards. He was shifty on that on that long of sixteen. He's out for the season, which oh, means true. to to me, Marlon Mack yeah, is, is somebody that if you if he isn't already taken, you need to pick him up because Frank Gore, as you know, strong as he's been for so long, that you need they need a second running back. They need to get get the ball in somebody else's hands. So please pick up Marlon, Marlon Mack. Pick him up. Where is a Mott Bradshaw when you need him? <laughs> oh, I know. Right? retirement. A Mott Bradshaw. Got him in here. So that is our week six review. Um, please, you have any questions? Anything you want to ask us? You know, reach out to us. Leave a comment. Go to our website. Leave a comment on our on our iTunes page. Just anything. We are here for you guys, for the listener, to provide some awesome fantasy advice every single week. Fantasy Fam, signing off.